what's going on let's go we're doing i'm keeping up with my promise even though i know it's like a day late and this will probably no this has to come out today actually but doing a recap episode of this last past this past weekend or saturday's fight night between uncle live and santos i did a little bit of a pre recap and it's it's actually been kind of fun grinding all of these episodes out because i've been forced to to get a good grade in my class <laughs> basically but um it's, it's still been kind of good channel. though because it's just it forces me to actually get in a mode where i prepare better yeah and i've actually some of the stuff that i have on here my key takeaways which we're going to do for this fight it's just it's groundbreaking <laughs> i should be I'm employee ufc employee but so we should mention that we didn't see them live no i had to just grind them out when i got home i watched a few of the short ones that ended in the first round i.e such as song Yidong's fight but then um i grinded most of them the mm -hmm. long ones the drawn out ones for basically this whole entire day today so why is it that you didn't get to see them tell the people be kind of hooked me up i got to see basically my first i got to see nate bargazzi his um what, what's this tour called the rain, uh, the rain check, check rain check tour it was yeah. freaking hilarious literally probably he's like our favorite comedian so i surprised him with tickets on his birthday on i Tuesday. would honestly probably put going to comedy shows over concerts any day of the week really just given well, the fact like, that i love laughing so laughing much laughing is like the best form of happiness kel and i were talking about it's like you get like a high when you leave of like just happiness you know because you're laughing the entire time yeah and pound for pound all those guys <laughs> pound for pound, we were the youngest couple there oh, that's yeah. an absolute big time fact <laughs> and i told kel that i'm like you we're gonna be like the youngest couple there like no question and if he was like no butts. there's gonna be younger people than us i'm like no nope. I mean, there were kids with their family like the guy next to us he brought his whole family and the kids the only this. kids he that were in the, the entire, entire place got sat next to us yeah and they didn't laugh a single time mm -mm. so it was a little bit of a buzzkill when like you're sat next to people who aren't finding it funny i guess yeah but i think they were just exhausted i was crying on multiple occasions almost there's one like, time where this one laughing. local comedian he was telling a joke about how um he played on a little league team and he was like kroger and then he did like the, the team chant where everybody puts their hands in the middle and then it was just like the Instead slogan of, for like, kroger team it was like Save, discount get prices. discounted prices <laughs> kroger go kroger it was, like, go, go, go. It was the funniest it, thing ever. yeah like sponsored little league teams yeah yeah i think nate bargazzi and his whole crew they set the bar high i feel like because there could be some comedy shows where if i go in the future i could be very disappointed because this is basically what i'm going to be comparing it to the yeah, very first yeah. one we ever went to was the one in uh we went to one in uh, no, seattle bumbershoot yeah and we just randomly walked in and that judah freelander guy who was on uh I what i forget what tv show he's it's got the one famous. with uh tina fey yeah i forget exact it's not oh my parks god and, how am i forgetting this not parks and rec right no but it's the one with tina fey something about it um movies tv shows for Duda freelander um 30 rock 30 rock yeah yeah he's hilarious in that and he even tried out to be freaking dwight for the office that would have been hilarious if he was in that show but he's great if you don't know who that is because i don't know if he's super well known I, as a comedian i didn't know who he was he's been on joe rogan a while back but he's hilarious so those are basically the only two i've ever seen yeah. i saw tiffany haddish with it before, me, before yeah. i went with bianca too she was funny that was before she started popping off and doing movies left and right yeah now she's really famous and mm -hmm. kel swore i was with him when he <laughs> saw that show and i was like i would know if i saw <laughs> tiffany haddish in 
a show and he's like we saw it together i was like we didn't <laughs> yeah no it was with my sister yeah and my parents <laughs> but i was like i think i would remember if i saw divinity Addish perform she's a legend she was super funny she had like a really funny joke about how she did like a groupon thing with uh will smith it was funny <laughs> yeah Dude, we did Groupon in San Francisco. This is getting so off topic yeah, right now. Is, okay, we need to get right, on let's to get, the, Let's get back into this yeah. recap, okay? <laughs> Instead of just talking about our lives. Okay, we're going to do key takeaways and just um, recap everything, okay? So, first of all, I want to just take a moment to appreciate the work that I did on my prior podcast. Okay, what did I, what did I say? <laughs> Drew Dober, he's going to get that dub. Um, I obviously believed that Song Yidong was going to get the dub. Magomed Ankalaya was going to get the dub. Um, wasn't sure about the Alex Cesaro versus Yusuf fight, but like like last um, week's card or last week's fights, there have been there's tons of like even the guys that come out on the losing end of things still looked absolutely <laughs> phenomenal. Alex yeah. Cesaris, even okay, let's just talk about that fight. If he Against Yusuf Zalal, if Yusuf Zalal did not chew up his leg as much as he did, it was Alex Caceres that was landing the better shots, in my opinion. Alex is going to come back stronger than ever. My dad was talking about, he's like, should he, Alex Caceres call it a, call it quits? I'm like, no, dude. He looks fantastic. And if he just finds a way to check low leg kicks, or if, it finds, if he fights guys that just don't do that in general, he's going to be fantastic. There's multiple times, especially like during the late and second, or during late in the first or second round, he took Yusuf's back, and you never know with a minute longer or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe get a sunk in a choke, Daddy. <laughs> you know, so yeah, I was really impressed. Head to toe, the inf- entire fight card was absolute money. I kind of worked my way top to bottom though. When I got uh, home, or after I dropped Bianca off this morning, I rewatched the main event. But let's just get into the main juice right now. Song Yidong, okay? This guy, as we know, I I usually make a video about him or talk about him at least mm-hmm. once every single podcast because he's probably my favorite fighter. And Really? I was just thinking. So, <laughs> I mean, he is obviously probably my favorite fighter besides him and Marab. And this is, mm. I'm, this is like my brain coming together. What fight would be more electric than Song Yidong versus Marab Dawalashvili. I think Marab, he's not doing anything right now besides helping Funkmaster train for Piotr Jan. And so, and Song Yidong virtually took no damage in that yeah, fight against yeah. Marlon Marais. And we'll True. get to what, what they need to do with Marlon Marais in a second. But I really believe nothing is going to be more electric than those two m- m- men going at it because their fighting styles are exact, the exact same. They like to be on the feet. They like to crack. But then as soon as it goes, that's what they... Like, if it has to go to the ground, they will. I think that Marab, he would definitely in that matchup be forcing it to go to the ground more just because I think Song Yidong is just... He <laughs> throws missiles. And his front leg he kick, like so I was saying before going into that fight, it is so fast. It is lightning <laughs> quick. And if you're not paying attention, he's going to crack you. And I just think that that fight would be perfect. Like, because you see, like, Marat struggled a little bit with Marlon, you know? Uh-huh. He was hurt, and that was probably round of the year from last year. And Song Yidong took care of him like he was nothing. <laughs> then I was just, I'm, I'm just sad for Marlon, you know? Because he's so unbelievably good, and I could definitely see the UFC. They're probably going to cut him, what? you know? Because he's in like a four-fight win st- losing streak. And but every so loss good. from here that on. shouldn't matter. Yeah. But every loss from this point, since his... Uh, 
ever since he beat Jose Aldo, all of his losses have been kind of bad. Like these, his last two, um, because he got knocked out by Marab. He uh-huh. got knocked out by um, just Songyong now, and then. Um, oh, they've all been knockouts. He's been kind of beaten up ferociously, Yikes. and I'm spacing. Um, but yeah, he's lost like his last four, but he's fought murderers row. So it's going to be tough, but that I really want Song Yidong to ma- be matched up with Marab. Marab has nothing going on. Um, I really, I was thinking that Marab versus Sanhagen matchup would be good, but it's honestly kind of safer and it's better stylistically for Marab to take a fight against Song just because of their statures. And I think that just matches up way better. And Corey Sanhagen, he's an anomaly for the 135 pound division, but Let's Has go. Song Let's never been on a main or uh, a main event. He's always no, been a co-main. No, that's Yes, thank you for saying that. It's got to be a main event. Yeah. And also, I was trying to debate whether it makes sense for Marab to take a fight against a guy lower in the rankings. But what better person to do to like if you get a dub over Song? Mm-hmm. It's kind of it's just kind of a safer fight than to fight as somebody in the top five because I think Marab's at six, and then after this, Song Yudong should be. Um, at least 10 because that's what marlon was at so i i believe it's a safer fight for marab mm-hmm. it's because uh, let's be real at the 135 pound division all it takes is one loss for you to just get derailed because you're not wrong rob font look at him dude he literally was probably one maybe win away if you beat jose aldo from maybe potentially getting a title shot now he loses jose aldo and now he's fighting a dude in cheeto vera who I don't. I can't see Cheeto Vera even really in that title picture yeah. yet. He would probably have to win two more times, maybe. And even there, that that just brings up an even more interesting point is the fact that Song Yudong he had a really close fight with Cheeto Vera, and that could be another fight that comes down along the like down the line as well. But then also a guy. It's just the division is just so confusing because Kyler Phillips he put on a fantastic performance against Song Yudong, mm-hmm. and now Song is basically just left him in the dust. And we're pretending just because Kyler Phillips lost to Hanley and Paiva, he has a good he got a good dub over Marcello Rojo recently, but it's weird how we can just forget about that fight because Kyler looks phenomenal against Song and I didn't think anybody was going to beat Song Yudong. But then <laughs> cuz Song he just has that equalizing factor in yeah, his fist where yeah. he can put anybody out, but Kyler Phillips a rematch if Kyler Phillips can somehow work his way into the top 10 that's another there's that that's like what i was saying in 135 pound division because i guess we can just transition into javid basharat his fight he looked absolutely phenomenal against five star which one was that one that we watched did Hmm? i watch that one with you no i watched this one by myself this was javid basharat this was use debut he was coming off his dana white contender series um that's cool yeah but his brother was fighting at the exact same time as him just in a different country like okay yeah and or he was fighting somewhere else and yeah. so after the fight paul felder told him that his brother won so they won at like the exact same time that's on the so same cute. day how did he react he was pumped that's obviously so sweet. <laughs> yeah but it was sick and what i want to say is that like there's obviously no shortage of fun fights and i'll talk about who i want to see javid basharat fight next but the man's kind of reminds me of conor mcgregor very conor mcgregor-esque in his striking like he the way he can just his like the way he how he's just so elusive and he can just evade punches he gets out of the way and it seems like even though he has his hands down he he's just has incredible body awareness unlike bianca who (laughs) last night 
spilled I so have, much water okay, on me. I've been told so many times I actually have really good reflexes. So I do have good reflexes. Reflex is a different body awareness. I don't think they're that different. Reflexes like Hey-ya! Yeah, like I can body like, awareness grab is like, really fast. Oh. I just dropped a bunch of water on my body. Why did I do that? <laughs> that's not I'm just kidding. Dem- like, no, that's body not awareness is like you're just coordinated. You can have a good reflex, but you're not coordinated. Okay, I kind of get maybe. that. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. I feel like you have to have a little bit of both. No? no? Okay. No, I, I feel- think I just was really tired last night. To have night. amazing reflexes, I feel like you have to be insanely coordinated. I had coordinated. cider at the place. You're 21 Maybe now? I wasn't. Yeah. Maybe it's I so wasn't. weird. My reflexes weren't all there. My on. life hasn't changed at all. Know, well, you had no, your motor skills. Your motor skills were definitely a little bit slow last night. Slow last night, and I'll blame it on that then. On your one cider you had. Yeah. Are you sure you just had one cider? Yes. <laughs> Gosh, you're so annoying. Sick, dude. Okay, but I want to talk about Javi Basra. Conor, Conor McGregor as striking so elusive, and honestly. I'm almost about to sneeze. I've been absolute. I've become an absolute pro holding in sneezes. <laughs> Is that what's going on this whole episode? Are you just holding in to sneeze? No, just now. Oh. Oh, so. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Should restart. Restart the episode. <laughs> Edit it out or what? I'm kidding. <laughs> but Trevor Five Star Jones, his fight game was elevated because of um, Bashra. He's just such a good dance partner. He's like Bobby King Green or like Rafael Fazeev, where he just makes the guy across from him better because there was a f- point during the third round or because the whole entire second round of uh basharat he basically took over the fight trevin wasn't doing anything and then in the third round basharat was like ur- like urging him on to do something and then trevin just started throwing shots and he was landing on a couple of them but it wasn't nothing that too enough extreme. to yeah nothing too extreme nothing to like sway the judges to give the fight in favor of trevin but i was just really impressed especially in the usa debut um he just looks so good and he's i believe he's only in his mid mid 20s and just just add another freaking contender to the 135 pound division i was there's so many fun matchups for him i was thinking because uh douglas de silva douglas silva de andras just fought sergey morozov that's a good fight um because this kid it's weird because even though it's his usa debut he's obviously really talented and really skilled so if you put him in there Bless you. If you, put uh, it, you couldn't hold it in. I couldn't hold it in, dude. But if you put him in there against some of the best in the world, he's going to be absolutely fine. That's a fact. So That's a fact. Doug Silva de Andrade, Randy Costa, Zohan, or Tony Kelly. Tony Kelly is Tony Kelly versus Javi Basra would be fantastic, but Tony Kelly is probably looking for something a little more up there just given the fact that he's one is he beat Randy Costa, actually, mm-hmm. but he's won his last few fights pretty convincingly, and he is crazy. So, <laughs> yeah, really good night of fights, dude. Okay, now those are the we get the 135 pounders out of the way. Now, one of the f- rounds of the round of the year candidate. I will be absolutely Dang. shocked if there will be a better round this year. But Drew Dover versus Terrence McKinney. Is, did I see that one with you? Yeah, you were sitting there. Okay, training, no, I know planning. But what was the? So you have to like tell me what happened in it just so I remember. That wasn't the was older the guy, right? They, no. Remember we were watching it right here and uh um, We saw like three fights last night. <laughs> no, yeah, well they they're all shorties, but it was Dro- Dober was getting the crap beat out of him. Remember? He ate the knee to the face. This is the one that fought Sugar Sean? 
No, that was Moutinho. Oh, oh dude. Okay. Bianca's obsessed. Man, my I mom, like, Guido yeah. Canetti versus Chris Moutinho. Guido that Canetti looks so good for 42. Like we were saying, I wasn't expecting that fight to end in a, um, in a, a KO. Knockout, just cause, yeah. Uh, Chris is so tough. Because he lasted so but long he with Sugar Sean. the ground. No. Chris yeah. didn't fall. Mance is it's, yet to he's fall after crazy. taking the most massive shots. Yeah. He eats bullets. He is insanely tough. Like, in like he's probably one of my favorites. Just because he's, like, so fun to watch. He just is, like, a human punching bag. <laughs> he's like a Kevlar vest on his face. He just takes shots, dude. <laughs> he eats it. So it Guido. wasn't that guy, though. What, who was it then? No. It was Terrence McKinney, um, the black dude, versus okay, Drew Dober. Yes. He, he's jacked, and he has, like, the freaking Yeah, line. and Owen, oh, it switched. Yeah, like, it was at crazy. first, he was losing, and then he came back and won. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Terrence is so dangerous. He's crazy. But he, you could tell that he... I don't want to say that... He, I don't think he's in bad shape at all. I just think he has that Conor McGregor effect where he's so explosive and he tries to finish you. And granted, when you have a guy that close to being out, I feel like against... Like he did against Drew Dober, you're going to try to empty the gas tank to get another first round finish. So, but then Drew, yeah. he found a way to get back up to his feet, protect himself while he's on the ground while Terrence was landing shots. And then... What do you know? What do you know? Drew Dober. Finish, what was it? Did Drew, did Drew... It was first round, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was still... It was all in the first round. I forget. Did Drew hit him with a knee or was it with a... Uh, no, yeah. Drew Drew cracked him, I think, right? And then he hit him with a knee and then he fell down and then he started doing ground the pound. I think it went... It was something along something those lines. Something like that. Yeah. But it was mostly doing part because Terrence was a little bit gas. It's so crazy, though. No, I thought Drew was out really of it. No, those really good fights. But Drew just has so much experience. He's fought um, Brad Burdell, Islam Akhachev. So he's not going to go out there that easy you know well he's a stud i really believe this is going to be the beginning of a, maybe a potential run because he's only 33 and as long we know he drew dober can stand with the best of him it's just a matter of when he gets up into the topper upper echelon of fighters can he stuff takedowns mm -hmm. and get back up to his feet but i'm bit i'm judging all that based off of his fight with islam and islam doesn't let a lot of guys get back up to his feet <laughs> um but you don't get back up to his feet, Armand Sarukian. <laughs> but that's another day. That's a, that's a, that's a conversation for another time. When that fight gets announced soon, maybe hopefully within this year, that'll be yeah. insane. Um, I was thinking Dober after his post fight, during his post fight interview, calls out Bobby King Green. I'm down. Dang, that's that'll be yeah. insane. You have two guys good. that love to go at it, love to scrap and love to lead the dance. Going at it, it's Bobby Green's dream partner we saw with the dober versus brad Burdell fight fantastic um green would have a he would just hey love day. fighting drew dober drew dober, will talk shit, drew dober will talk shit drew dober will talk shit to him they'll go back and forth but at the end of the day it's all love but i don't know who would win Is that it? fight yeah that's Bobby like that would be a really good evenly matched up that i feel like it'd be hard to choose. power advantage dober really fight won't go to the ground bobby king green is he gonna get i don't know he has the height advantage right i don't know that doesn't really matter honestly it kind of does arm green's span? got the boxing skills arm i think green would have a tough time against dober just because of the power difference because dober is honestly he's basically like a brad riddell he's basically like rafael fazeev honestly dang die 
dang i'm so hungry right now honestly dude like i'm so freaking hungry starving but it's good to go into a show a little bit hungry it makes you work harder it makes you grind (laughs) (laughs) okay terrence mckinney versus uh patty the batty patty the batty pimblet he's fighting in the london card this week the one with the hair yeah he's funny looking patty pimblet He's going to be fighting Terrence, but uh, no, that would be a fantastic if he did. But Terrence, uh, that would be a crazy fight because Patty, they still might be looking to build him up. Terrence McKinney, that would be a wild three-round fight. Terrence, he just is so dangerous, and it would be a true test for Patty, Pat, Patty the Batty. And Terrence, Patty. Terrence is going to be a bunch of tongue pushers on this episode, <laughs> but Terrence is going to be fine. He's going to be fantastic, but yeah. Okay, Khalil Roundtree, Damon Jackson, Miranda Maverick, Sadiq Youssef. They all look fantastic. Cleo Roundtree, most aggressive light heavyweight yeah. fighter I've ever seen. His kicks, dude, I'll never forget. It is forever etched in my brain. His fight against Eric Anders. The way he just ate up Eric Anders' leg. Eric, I don't know how he's still walking to this day and still fighting. And uh, actually, prayers up to Eric. I think something he... did. He sh- <laughs> actually, prayers up. I think he was involved with like an accident or something. Oh my God, it took a dark twist. <laughs> My dad said something about it. Did he? You oh, might he like, look chainsawed that up. his lay, foot or something. What? Yeah, you might want to like fact check that because it's kind of a bold statement. I'm just going to look up Eric Anders' chainsaw. Oh my. UFC middleweight Eric Anders shares graphic photo after chainsawing foot. Yeah. So he like dropped the chainsaw on his foot. Can I see the photo? I mean, I'm assuming it was an accident. Who would want a chainsaw? Pull it up. Photo? Okay, let's check it out. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Well, it's blurred. Well, you can see. I would expect it to be worse. I mean, it probably didn't feel all that nice. We don't know well, how no, deep I'm the saying, gash like, is. It's probably underneath the blur. It's probably like. I'm assuming open underneath wound, the sensor, part like is. open. You know. Oh, the maybe flesh. bone. I'm not seeing any white though. Well, it's good. We have soft stomachs. I mean, what do you? What do you even say? Soft stomachs. <laughs> we. I'm hungry right now too. So. Like, oh my god! Looking at that really just made you your stomach growl or what? Yeah. Something disgusting. Oh, this looks so yeah, good. No, no. I mean, like if I saw it. It's, oh, here it is. It's not even that bad, dude. He has stitches and stuff. Okay, it must have been bad if he had stitches. That's why it looks fine now. I know, but at least he didn't lose his foot. No, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Like, I I was expecting it to be, like, dangling or something because a chainsaw to a foot, that sounds horrendous. But it looks like it just got the top of it. Yeah. But still, that's horrible. But, yeah, prayers up to you. Hopefully you come back soon. Because I think... Yeah. yeah, he'll be out for a little bit for that one. Probably <laughs> a little, little bit, a little bit out, a little bit. Uh, but yeah, Khalil. I don't know who I want him to get that because, in my opinion, he beat Marching Pracnio in uh, a couple fights ago. So, in my humble opinion, not humble abode, because that's the wrong usage of that term. <laughs> he used to say that. <laughs> uh, my humble opi- my humble abode. Yeah, this is my humble abode in which I am in. My humble opinion is what I have to say right now. <laughs> Marcin Pragnio, I thought lost uh, Cleo Roundtree, and then Cleo went on to beat Modestus Bilkowskis via disgusting leg kick, and then he just beat Carl Robertson by beating him down to the ground Jeez. and kicking him while he was on the ground. Ferocious rib. He hit him right in the ribs as he was trying to get up, and people, my dad was like, is that, Were people is that illegal? Pissed? I'm like, no, you just can't kick him in the head while they're grounded. You can yeah. kick him anywhere else. That's kind While of on the ground. sad, though. But yeah, I want him to get that Eon Kute Lava fight back because um, Kute Lava basically 
uh, is the only person to finish uh, Khalil in a, in a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny Walker knocked him out via like an elbow shot, but then he Khalil came back and beat Eric Anders, like I was saying, and then Eon Kutilava, he he busted him up too. And then since then, Khalil has turned into a different fighter and he's fantastic. Super good guy. Look into his story, you know. He is obviously really artistic, emotional. And yeah, his post fight like interviews and everything were just really cool to watch. He's a good follow him on Instagram. He's like super I don't know, he just you if you follow him besides him posting stuff, like you wouldn't know he was a fighter. Yeah. Like he's just more of like an artsy kind of I don't know, hipsterish kind of guy. He's really neat i think he was like in a he likes music and shit you know because i think he was like in a band or music something and stuff yeah it's okay <laughs> we're good here we're all You're right guess? yes do people in our discussions or whatever <laughs> they say bad words all the time and it doesn't even matter yeah don't mark me down <laughs> i'm kidding uh all right let's move on to who else i want to yeah, Damon Jackson looks so good against Camuela Kirk. Miranda Maverick absolutely did what uh, Aaron Blanchfield did to her. She did that to Sabina Mazzo. Mm-hmm. But yeah, dude, like I said in my little notes here, all the losers, nothing to hang your head about. They look so good. Um, yeah, It looked like such a good card. I felt so bad when I told them that we're going on that day to watch the show. I was like, but the card looks good. I feel bad you're missing it. But yeah, he's like, yeah, ESPN Plus with the hookups, though. Yeah, you, you got to rewatch, rewatch all of it. So that was sick. Yeah. Um, now, finally, Ankalaya versus Santos. Strange fight. Ankalaya was definitely very wary of the amount of power posse- that uh, Santos possesses. But Magomed got the job done. And besides getting cracked in that second round and losing... Um, that round, I think he won uh, three, four, and five. And in my opinion, he did everything he needed to do to solidify his um, argument to get the next title shot. He, Thiago Santos, I don't know what the UFC is going to do next with him. He is good enough to hang in with the best of the, of the best. And at any given moment, he can put your lights out. But he just hasn't really been the same. Like his Alexander Rockage fight was not fun to watch at all. I just don't know. You don't cut Tiago Santos at all. You don't part ways with him. But I don't believe he's going to... He's just older. He's up there. I don't think he's got enough juice in the tank to make another title run. Especially when you... This was a good gauge, you know? Magomed Ankalaev, he's going to be the man. And Tiago Santos stood in there well, but he just didn't really have enough juice in the tank for him. But Tiago did a really good job um, knowing he was down in the fight and trying... He just he threw a, a couple flurries um but uncle if he's just too elusive dude and he's too smart and during the end of the fight i don't know what it was i feel like uncle Ive could have had a, an easier path to victory if he just would have focused more on taking him down but i think he was conscious of the fact he's never gone five rounds before so he probably wanted to stay on the feet and he didn't i don't think he really felt that uncomfortable on the feet with tiago mm-hmm. uh, so which just goes to show how well-rounded he is but he i think he was just more this is great experience for Magomed, and he knows how to approach a fight differently next time. I think he does. He, he just. I think he has the conditioning to just basically Khabib you for five rounds if he has to. And the fun thing about him is the way he ground the pounds. He stays active and everything, and so it's not like a boring where he's just laying on you. And his takedowns are sick, dude. Like <laughs> honestly, it's more fun to watch the bigger guys do what. Um, 
like a Khabib does because it's just so impressive seeing how you can get such a huge man to the ground yeah. so effortlessly. There was a there was a point, I think it was in the fourth round or fifth round where Uncle Ive just chucked Tiago Santos. It's like you ragdoll. Like, how do you ragdoll a man that big, you know? <laughs> it's absolutely It looks like a superhero yeah. in there. But I was I was impressed all around with Magomed. He's so slick on the feet. Um not as slick as Javid Basharat, <laughs> but you know, Uncle Ive is Close basically twice his size, so it's pretty sick that he can move like he's gonna be able to stick with He's going to be able to grapple. It's just, there's so many fun matchups. I can't wait to see how um, whoever has the belt decides to handle him. Because I just do not see him losing. You have to put his lights out. Because like we saw at the end of second round, Tiago cracked him. And then going into the third round, it's almost like that never happened. He took (laughs) control of the third round and basically erased it from memory. Short memory, fantastic fighter. And yeah, uh, there was like a little tweet coming in during the... uh, Fight, fight from Funkmaster, Aljamain, and I think he said something about Magomed is an absolute beast in the gym. And I can't even imagine this guy who doesn't have to cut, who hasn't been cutting any weight. He just comes in there at his walking weight or what his walk around weight. He probably just kills people. Yeah, kills people. So yeah, uh, don't cut Tiago. What do we do with Marlon? Don't cut Marlon. I don't know. I just I think he has so much more to offer. I don't oh, want to say he's a gatekeeper, but I don't cut know. Cut him like come from the UFC? Yeah. If they do that, they're idiots. Eagle FC, sign him up because he's a main event dude all day. But yeah, super fun card all around, but... Nice. Yes, sir, boys and girls. This is my little recap. fun little recap pod. I cannot wait for... Uh, I cannot wait for this upcoming Asmal versus Volkov card. And then um, I cannot wait for the co-main on that which is i think arnold allen versus dan hooker and patty pimblitz on that card nice. Ilya taporia versus i think jai herbert <laughs> this is like the week of uh saint patrick's day right that's probably why they got patty <laughs> Dude, yeah, for real but if patty gets a dub he needs to consider fighting terrence mckinney that's a fact but Electric Song Songedong versus Marab Dalashvili. Yes, sir. This is my little recap takeaways. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll be back very soon. Later. Thank you so much.